I'm back. Um, and this time, it is a solo episode, and I still don't have the intro up. So let me pull it up, because Chelsea is not here to be responsible today. Um, what is our intro? Hi, this is Sonika. Welcome to Armbridge Podcast, a podcast where we dismantle the system like the revolutionaries we are, one podcast episode at a time, kind of. Today is January 8th, when I'm filming it. Um, last week, we talked about... I always get stuck at this part. Ah, last last week, we predicted everything that would happen in 2021. And already, one of our predictions has come true, because we are the manifestation gods. If you haven't heard already, Trump's Twitter account is permanently suspended. And guess who said that last week? We did. So everything else, just, just through logic, everything else is going to come true, too. So anyways, um, this week is kind of tied to something I've been talking about over the past couple of weeks. If you paid attention that much, in which case, thank you, um, you may have noticed that I've mentioned multiple times that over quarantine, I've become very interested, or I've just started watching a lot of zombie movies, and that kind of evolved. So first it was like plague movies, right? Like virus, because we're in the middle of one. And then it kind of evolved into more of zombies because it's an extension of like virus slash like plague movies um it always starts with a virus and then the people turn into zombies and then um you know you know we, we know how it goes um i certainly look like one today if you're watching this from youtube um i haven't been sleeping very well evidently which i should probably do but Oh well, we get to deal with my dark circles today. It's gonna be fine. Anyways, um, I'm just gonna go straight into it. I don't have much like to contribute. I'm not like a huge film or movie buff type of person, so I'm not gonna be like, oh yeah, the cinematography in this one specific place, they included this in like some fancy jar. I'm not like that. I'm just gonna be like rambling about a couple movies and series. So, um, yeah, I hope you enjoy them if you do check them out. Um, and for the couple of them that I didn't like, uh, if you check them out, suffer with me. If not, I'm glad I could save you a couple hours of your life. That's a thumbs up. Okay, um, to start with, okay, I feel like I should kind of get the classic out of the way. I haven't gotten to Contagion yet because I just, it's not on Netflix and, um, we have it in DVD at our house, but like, that means I have to get out the DVD player and put it back and set it up. And we haven't done any of that in like years because who uses DVDs anymore? Um, so I actually haven't gotten to Contagion. I know that's like the classic plague pandemic type movie, but um, oh well. <laughs> so hopefully I watch that. Maybe I'll give like a mini review in the next episode I, next podcast episode I record. Um, but 
I feel like most people have watched it anyways. It's not like my opinion's gonna really like sway someone into watching it. But um, nevertheless, that's that's definitely on my list. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah. Mm, okay. I feel like the first one I should get out of the way is Train to Busan. Uh, we've mentioned it in the past. It's like solid zombie movie. I mean, it's it's good. It's thrilling. There's tons of jump scares. It's not like, it, it's gory, but it's not gory to the point that you're going to like really feel like squeamish and stuff. So I mean, I guess you could kind of watch it, but you'll definitely get like a thrill out of it, which is nice. Um, let's see what else. Oh yeah. I really like how this movie like focuses a lot on the humanity of it. I know. So I've, I've noticed that like these zombie and like virus type movies generally take two directions. Um, one is either it focuses on the humanity, so like the, the whole outbreak is going on in the background and it's kind of a commentary or like a prediction of how people would react to it and how like different types of people would respond to this situation, right? And so um, that one definitely took that route. Well, the other one is it's just more for the thrill of it and it's like gory and jump scares and that kind of stuff. And it focuses more on like the zombie outbreak itself and the whole like, I don't know. It's just, I don't, I don't personally like that one because I just feel shallow. Also like, if it's just like gore for two hours, like what's the point? I get it. It's like, those are cool special effects and it's really cool that you could do that with like makeup and like computers and whatnot, but like, mm, give me some plot, you know? I, I want to have a story. So I really appreciated that Train to Busan had like a really good plot line. I also think the characters were very well thought out in like how different people would respond to it. To be completely honest, I haven't watched this one in like at least six months now because they took it off Netflix and so now I don't know where to watch it. Um, but based on what I remember, I remember really liking it. The ending is so sad. Oh my god. I was like definitely not satisfied with the ending, but it was it was a good ending nevertheless. Yeah. Um Yeah, with that movie, I've watched it about 3 times, twice on Netflix, and then the first time's kind of a funny story. So the first time I watched it, I was actually it, it was my freshman year of high school, and it was the day before my Spanish final exam. And um, really, I mean, here's the thing with like languages, you can't really study for them the day before. I mean, sure, you could do like grammar structures if you're not fam familiar with them or just like last minute vocab cramming. But really, I feel like with like language type exams, you can't do much like the day before. And so um, I was pretty confident with my Spanish skills. And so I was like, you know, it's chill. Let's just take like a mental break and watch a movie and you know and so I really wanted to watch Train to Busan but I could obviously it wasn't on Netflix that time um, and so I was trying to find a way to uh, bootleg it and so I searched on YouTube first because you know YouTube guaranteed won't give me a virus and I found a version that was dubbed in Spanish um, so my first watch through of that movie was 
entirely in Spanish with no subs or anything like that. It was it was a fun time, but I mean, I understood it pretty well. And actually it turned out to be a really good review for my exam the next day because I ended up getting an A on it, which was fantastic. So um, that was like my first impression of the movie. I don't know, that was the first time I watched it. And then I watched it twice again um, in Korean with English subs and I understood it a little bit better that time, but it was a good movie. I, I liked it enough and understood enough of it the first time that I wanted to watch it again. So um, if you haven't watched it, definitely watch that one. Um, Peninsula came out earlier last year. Oh my God, that's last year now. 2020 is behind us, but 2021's not too much better, honestly. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Peninsula came out. I don't know where to watch it. Maybe I'll watch the Spanish dub version on YouTube again, but um, I don't know. I didn't hear much about it, so if I do, it'll, it'll probably be towards like the end of the list, but we'll see. I don't know. Seems, it, the premise of it seems interesting, so we'll see. Uh, next in line is I'm gonna go with Sweet Home. Okay, so here's, I, I have opinions about Sweet Home, the, the TV series, not the webtoon. So here's the thing, yeah, okay, so I was really, really excited when they announced that they're gonna be making a TV series or like a Netflix series for Sweet Home because um, that was the first webtoon I ever read and I liked it so much that that was kind of what got me into reading more webtoons in general. So the webtoon is top notch. It is so well thought out. Um, I feel like that's like my new favorite word for like reviewing anything, but no, it's like very like, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? I don't know if profound is the right word, but it's, it's definitely got a deeper message that's like very thought provoking, I guess is what I'm going for. Um, yeah. Like, I, I don't want to give any spoilers, but okay, that's one thing. The character, like the characters and kind of the premise. So it, it's like zombies or like monsters, but the way the monster or the demon like manifests itself in a person is very interesting. So if you're curious as to what I mean by that, go read the webtoon because it is a top-notch webtoon. Um, Another thing about it was that like, I never thought I would get scared of like drawings of illustrations. Like that's just never been a thing. Even like, obviously I see like artwork from other people and I've never been like scared by a drawing, but like this webtoon, the illustrations are just so well done and not like detailed. Like the, it, it's not gory in that like it's hyper-realistic or anything like that. And it's not even like super gory anyway. It's just the way the author portrays it. I don't know what it is about his style, but genuinely I was terrified. Like I couldn't sleep because of a drawing, <laughs> which like, at least for me, it's really hard to scare me with like an illustration. So super great job on that. If you want to get into the series, definitely read the webtoon, but the, the drama, I didn't like it at all. And I went in with such high hopes. And when I found out it was on Netflix, I was like, oh my God, yes, I can finally watch it. And quite frankly, I only got through like 
one and a half episodes. I think it was like maybe two, two and a half, something like that. Regardless, it wasn't much. Um, one, because it kind of took the route that I was describing earlier where it's like just gore and special effects for like the whole thing. And here's the thing, each episode is like an hour long. And so it's just an hour of like special effects and gore and like people screaming and like blood and like all these horrible things. And I'm just like, I, I felt like puking at least like three times per episode. And so I didn't like it. And it's just, it didn't have this, maybe I just didn't watch it enough and it would kind of come full circle later in the series, but it just didn't have the same depth as the original webtoon did. And I felt like I was just grossing myself out for like an hour of my life each day. And so I, I stopped. Um, I would give... The webtoon is like 20 out of 10. Fantastic. It is... Is my brother laughing or crying? He's laughing. I don't know what he's laughing about. Anyways, the webtoon's 20 out of 10. It is amazing. Like I cannot praise it enough. Um, the TV series, the drama, eh, I'd say like two out of 10. I don't know. The special effects are really cool. So I don't want to like downplay that. If you're, if you're into that, then like, I'd say watch it, but it's, I don't know. I just was not impressed by the plot or anything like that. So I didn't very much, I didn't like it very much. Um, so that was there. After that, I also watched Kingdom, the Netflix series as well. This one, on the other hand, oh man, where do I even begin with Kingdom? Like, fantastic. It is, okay, so I watched it and then I checked like the Rotten Tomatoes and like the critics reviews um, about halfway through season one because I was like, holy cow, this is really, really good. And I hope it's getting recognized by someone. And lo and behold, it's like, I think it was like 96% on Rotten Tomatoes or like 97%. Like it's really, really, really highly rated. And I totally get why. Like, okay, so the thing about zombie movies is that, or like shows or anything like that, is that generally, um, and I don't like this very much, there's not much build up to it. There's, it, it's just like, okay, there's a virus. People are infected. Okay, now everyone's dying. Okay, this is the survival story, but the buildup for this is so, so intricate. Uh, again, I don't want to give any spoilers, but there's just many, many, many layers to how the disease spread. Okay, so basically the premise is, this is also really cool. I'm just like jumping all over the place. Bear with me, I'm sorry. Also, let me go get some water real quick because my voice doesn't like me right now. Okay, so um, where was I? Right, okay, so the premise of the whole series is that it's it's like a historical drama combined with like a zombie show, thriller type thing, um, which when I read it, I was like, how is this gonna work? Like those are two very sharply contrasting genres but they really, really made it work. Like I am so beyond impressed with this show. Um, I'm about, like I'm this close to finishing season one and it's only two seasons, so I'm basically halfway through it. And like, y'all, y'all. 
So yeah, again, basically it's it's like a historical drama paired with like a zombie type movie type trope. <laughs> I, I love my vocabulary. It's just been steadily deteriorating over the course of quarantine. Um, but it's kind of cool because I feel like we often like we we have these zombie movies and stuff set in like moder the modern time period. So it's like we have modern technology and stuff like that. But it's cool to see like how would people have dealt it, dealt with it before we had all this to help us, before we had like phones or like more efficient transportation or like more efficient communication. Because I think one of the biggest aspects of survival is like communicating with other people across long distances. Like, hey, this is a thing that hap that's happening. You should probably stay safe or hey, I'm a survivor, you know, come get me, that kind of stuff. So it's interesting, it's really interesting to see, like, the dynamic between people and, like, between the, like, cities and between different kingdoms, province, I don't know, um, and kind of, like, how they communicate and deal with it uh, without the help of modern technology. On top of that, the outfits and the sets are so so beautiful and i don't again it's just really sharply contrast with like the zombie trope like you historical drama and like zombies they're like very different but it's cool to see them like together in one show and then very very well done um and so going back to the whole thing about like the build-up having tons of layers basically they really really clearly established like what started it like who started it how they got it and then how it spread to other people, which it, and it's not even just like, it, it's not rushed at all. Like it makes perfect sense um, how things turned out the way they did and why certain people did certain things that led to the spread of the disease. And I don't know, just all, all of it's lovely. The characters are amazing too. Like, I feel like it kind of has that feel where it's like, no one's a true hero or anything like that. Like even the main character, although he's like trying to be honorable and all, there's still like clear flaw. I don't know. It's just the characters are also very, very well developed. Um, what else do I have to say about it? Oh yeah, suspense. One thing I like about this one is it's like the, its cliffhangers are not abrupt in that like you're just like left midway through something like it has a resolution but it's also like oh my god this opened another door how is this gonna pan out i don't it's just it's very intricate there's so many layers to each and every single episode and how every like go watch it i don't know the more i ramble the more disorganized my thoughts will end up so just just watch it kingdom it's amazing like again 20 out of 10. um do I have anything else to say about it? Ah, yeah. Um, I think one of the other things I also liked about it, before I move on to like my last, I think. Is it my last? No, I'm sure I watched another one. Anyways. Um, yeah, one thing I really liked about it before I move on to the last movie is that um, 
there are a lot of like parallels to the real world, especially like in the coronavirus. It's very easy to see some of these parallels. Uh, one of the ones that stood out to me most is, okay, this is a spoiler. So if you don't want to hear it, um, skip ahead a little bit. I'll tell you, well, I can't really do that. I don't know, just skip ahead a little bit until I'm not talking about Kingdom anymore. But there's a certain point in the series where like the arist aristocrats and like upper class, um, they kind of like leave their people stranded and flee on a boat once they find out that the virus or the like outbreak has infiltrated their area. And so I don't know that like I watched that episode right around the time a bunch of senators got their vaccines um, and said senators were the same ones that were calling the virus a hoax or not as bad as it really is. And so I just thought that was very uh, reminiscent of, I thought that scene was very reminiscent of what's going on here right now. Um, yeah, basically like they're the ones that screwed over the lower classes in the first place and now they're the first ones to go to safety and it's just infuriating to see because it's hypocritical and unfair but that's one parallel among many many others that I was like huh as I watched the series um, over the past month so Okay, that's enough about Kingdom. I literally could like not stop talking about it. If I want to go into spoilers, I can, but I won't. And um, just just go watch it. Like take my word for it. This is one series you have to watch. You must. Just kidding. This is not the last one. There's one more. It's not quite zombie or virus, but it kind of sort of has a virus like involved in it. So. That's close enough for me. Also, I really, really liked that movie, so I think it's worth mentioning. Um, okay, so second to last movie is Alive. This one is also on Netflix. It's good. It, it's all right. Okay, so um, I had a friend tell me to watch it because she was like, well, okay, so I showed her Train to Busan because she wanted to watch like a thriller type thing that day, and I was like, I got, I got, I got a movie for you, and. Um, because well, she really liked it, and then she was like, Sonica, you should watch Alive, because I really, really, really like that one too. And so I was like, okay, cool, I'll check it out. And so I checked it out, uh, just last week actually, um, and it was good. I Honestly, it was, it was alright. I don't know if I just like missed stuff from it, but to me it was a good, entertaining, thrilling zombie movie. Um, it also took more of the humanity route. So basically, okay, the premise is that um, did I not give the premise for, like, any of the earlier stuff? Oh my god. I didn't. <laughs> oh no. I'll, I'll go through the premises of those after I give this one. But the premise of Alive is basically that there is a zombie outbreak. And, um, this one guy, he's stuck in his room. And it's basically, like, how he survives in his apartment alone. Um... And it, it tackles like a bunch of stuff. So it's like running out of food and then like you meet one other survivor and it's like, how do you communicate to... So basically he meets another survivor. I hope this is not a spoiler. I, whatever. He meets another survivor that's like across his apartment 
And so the whole issue of like how to communicate across without like cell service or without any internet or without any of that comes into play. I also think that since this one's a much newer movie compared to a lot of the other ones, um, I really like how they like implemented like really, really new technology into this movie. Like they had drones as like a significant part of how they like survive. They, they used drones for the survival. They used a lot of like newer stuff like streaming and like social media. And I think they did a really good job like showing how like if hypothetically humanity were to um, actually experience a zombie outbreak, um, how we would use like our new and like really really like more advanced technology to survive it. And I thought I thought that was really smart on their end. Um, just because I hadn't seen it in any other like movie of this sort yet. So I thought that was cool. Um, I had a thought earlier and then I just went on this huge tangent and now I forgot my original thought. <sighs> it was good. It was entertaining. It wasn't super deep. Again, there were a lot of like good things that I enjoyed about the movie. As I said, technology. Um, they tackle, yeah, so they tackled a lot of things, kind of like how to implement modern technology, food, who to trust, who not to trust. Of course, the humanity aspect of it, where it's like, there's some people that have like, quote unquote, the right intentions, but like the wrong way of going about it. Or just like how people, you know, really, uh, kind of lose their clarity of thought in like such distressing situations. It also tackles mental health. They didn't go super deep into that, but it is a theme in there. Um, and yeah, honestly, it was a good movie. It wasn't, I was entertained by it. It was thrilling. Um, the ending was satisfying. I wasn't left like, what? So I'd say watch it. If you want like a good, just like thrilling movie that you don't think too hard about after you watch it, I'd say go for it. It's nice, it's entertaining. Um, I'd say maybe like 9 out of 10 for me. Okay, and the last movie is V for Vendetta. As I said, this one's not really like a virus or a zombie movie. There is a virus kind of included in the plot. And it was a significant part to like the build up and like how they got to their current state and whatnot. So I think it's like still worth mentioning. Also like that it was a fantastic movie. Oh my god, I cannot recommend it enough to anyone. I like literally, so like me and my friends, we FaceTimed um, for Christmas and did like that Secret Santa thing. And I just forced them to watch V for Vendetta on Netflix party. I was like, listen, we're watching this. I don't care what y'all say. And they liked it too. It was really cool. So <clears throat> I don't even know where to start with this movie. Like it's mind blowing. It's legitimately just mind blowing. Um, again, the parallels to like our actual society, there are so many things. It's, it's basically a commentary on a lot of things that are like wrong with modern society um but its premise is basically that like it's it's dystopian it's it takes place in a not too far future according to netflix's description which yeah it's kind of i'd say since it was made in 2006 i'd say it's probably intended to be around now um and basically like 
it follows the pattern of any dictator's like rise to power or any like oppressive leader's rise rise to power um, where it's kind of like it starts with like hunger and famine and like disease and all these things kind of put like the citizens into like this like hopeless situation and because of that any leader that's like manipulative or can easily coerce, coerce a population, um, they can easily rise to power. And that's exactly what happened. So that's kind of where the movie starts. That's where it takes place. There's a lot of stuff on like pop propaganda, uh, surveillance, that kind of stuff, you know, like dystopian, the common dystopian tropes. But, um, God, I don't, I, I can't say anything without spoiling it. But again, there's just so many layers to the plot. Even after I watched it twice, like I watched it twice, first time by myself, um, while wrapping Christmas presents because it's just nothing, nothing like a good old dystopian movie to get you in the Christmas feels, you know? <laughs> so I watched that the first time while wrapping presents and honestly I was just putting it on as like a background movie and then I realized very quickly that it's not a background movie. And so I ended up watching it in my own time later that night and I really, really liked it and I kind of left or I finished the movie knowing like, okay, there's a lot of things I still haven't caught because it's basically like a domino effect. So he starts doing these certain, the, the main character, B, starts doing a lot of things um, in the beginning and then it just kind of builds. So he keeps, uh, okay, again, spoiler. If you don't want spoilers, skip ahead. If you do, sure. The whole point is that he's supposed to give the people a newfound sense of hope because their current government's oppressive, right? And so he starts doing a lot of things to kind of, like, as, like, a plan to, like, overthrow um, their current government and kind of instill a new mindset or, like, a new belief system in the people. And this takes place in, I think it was London? Yeah, like, I don't know if it's just the city of London. Well, we're going to go with that. Regardless, um... Yeah, so he, that that's kind of his goal. But I thought it was really intriguing how they handled, like, so he, he's wearing a mask. It, it's a pretty popular movie. If you don't know it, you'll probably recognize it whenever you see the main character. So he's wearing a mask for the whole movie. And I thought the way they portrayed him as a person versus just him as someone that represents an idea, especially using the mask, I thought that was phenomenal. It was... Again, I don't want to reveal too much, but it's, oh god, there's so many, like, very, like, striking symbolisms throughout the movie. Um, again, the layers, the way the plot, like, builds up, um, the way it was set up to start with, um, all of it was just mind-blowing, honestly. I, I still have to watch it, like, a couple more times, because, again, there's still some things I haven't caught for me. It easily got up to my top five favorite movies because I tend to like movies where it's like I could watch it over and over and over and not get bored because there's still so many things I could keep learning each time I watch it. This is exactly like that. Another one was Interstellar, another one was Parasite. Um, all three of those movies are just phenomenal in that like I could keep rewatching and keep rewatching and there's still going to be new things that I pick up every single time that kind of contribute to like this puzzle that is the plot which I absolutely loved. So V for Vendetta, again, amazing, like 100%, 20 out of 10. It's great. Go watch it. Um, and I think that's it for my 
whole movie and TV series rant, um, I, I realized I didn't ever go back to giving the premises of all the movies and shows. So I will do that real quick. The premise for, uh, which one's the first? Train to Busan is basically, there is a infected deer that kind of goes like rabid and it spreads to people. And then obviously that spreads across does it start in Seoul? I don't know where it starts, but <laughs> it spreads across the city. And then obviously the train becomes infected. And because it's such a like fast transportation, um, before the train gets to Busan, uh, the, the idea is that like, you try to contain it as much as possible and it's like, don't let it spread and like, yeah. That's not really the premise, what am I saying? But, <clears throat> That's kind of the setup of it, and then after that, the main characters are a dad and his daughter, and it's basically like how they survive from there on out. It's good. It'll make you cry, for sure. If you couldn't tell, my allergies are just raging again today, so I can't talk. My bad. Um, my voice is too scratchy. I apologize. Deal with it. Which one did I do next? Ah, Sweet Home. So it's based on the webtoon. The webtoon's premise is again that there are like these monsters that start like, well, basically, yeah. So humans become monsters and these monsters, uh, hmm, do I want to give this away right now? No, I think it's pretty pivotal, the plot, plot. Never mind. Okay. Well, there is a reason that these monsters kind of come about. That's like a little deeper than just like getting infected by another human being, which is cool. So that's the premise, and it also, it takes place also, like, in a live, in an apartment building, and so it's like all the apartment residents are trying to work together, work, work together, in quotes, to survive, and it's kind of just the dynamic between all the people, and like, how they survive, and like, when something goes wrong, it's like, how do they deal with it, you know, the vibes. <laughs> so that's Sweet Home. Um, Kingdom, as I said, it's like, I think I gave a pretty decent premise for that one. It's a historical drama. It's also a zombie movie show, a TV series. I don't know. Um, yeah, basically someone uh, is patient zero and it spreads very quickly across the, I'm gonna say kingdom. Um, and basically they're trying, it, it's a lot of like politics and like class division type stuff and like how they deal with it, how those in authority respond to it and you know whether they choose the right path or act out of self-interest and that kind of stuff. It, it's really, it's, it's a good time. Um, so there's that. Alive, again, it's like zombie outbreak, they're in an apartment building. Um, instead of multiple people, it's more focused on like one guy and how he deals with like multiple different aspects of one, isolation, and then two, surviving the outbreak. And then last one, V for Vendetta, I think I gave a pretty decent summary for that one, so. Yeah, those are my virus slash zombie type movies that I've been watching over the past six to eight months-ish, I guess. And I hope that this helps you a little bit. I don't know, should I do deep questions? I will do one, because again, um, my, my allergies are just killing me today. Ooh, 
okay, so it says, how important is play in living a healthy and fulfilling life? Um, I think it's very important, and I take play more in the sense that, like, not necessarily, like, physically playing like kids do, but more of just, like, having a more lighthearted approach to life. Um, so that means, like, when things go wrong, having, like, a, a little bit of, like, a sense of humor about things when they go wrong, not taking life too seriously. I think it's definitely important in living a healthy and fulfilling life because, I don't know, if you just, if you take everything very, like, personally and, like, really hold it close to your heart, I don't know, it just weighs you down. Like, it's not gonna affect anyone else. Like, I don't know, let's, let's say... And this is like, in the grand scheme of things, a very small, trivial thing to fuss about. But let's say, for example, I were to fail a class this semester. Like, I could either wallow in self-pity and like be super sad about it and be really bummed and just be like, oh, blah, 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 life is so unfair. Why do I do this? Why? Or, yeah, so I could go two routes from there. One, blame others, or two, blame myself. Either way, it's unhealthy because, um, I'm hanging on for it too long. Or I could just be like, haha, whoops, that happened. Um, granted, I mean, don't just like make the mistake again, but like learn from it and then just be like, whoops, that happened. Like, in that sense, I think like having a sense of humor or like having just a more lighthearted approach to things that happen is definitely important in living a healthy and fulfilling life. Um, yeah, so just, I guess, being playful is a good thing because keeps your heart light, doesn't keep you worrying about too much at once, and it doesn't mean that you're apathetic or, like, unresponsive to the things that happen in your life. It's just, like, yeah, this isn't the best situation, but either I could, like, really dwell on it and really get in my feels and just really, like, become sad. Or I could be sad for a moment, learn my lessons, pick myself up, and just be like, haha, whoops, look at me. And I'd rather do the latter because it just feels better. Yeah. Okay, that's that's it from me today. Uh, thank you once again for tuning in. I hope that one of my recommendations maybe piqued your interest. Um, I think all of these are on Netflix. Well, no, Train to Busan's not on Netflix anymore. Uh, but everything else is. So if, if one of them piqued your interest and you have Netflix, definitely go check it out. Um, thank you for watching. Uh, be sure to follow us on our socials, on Instagram at Armbridge Podcast, and on Twitter at Armbridge Pod. Um, thank you again to Conversation Starters World. I think that's all we have to say. I'm not sure. Oh, now is when I insert my promo for Chelsea. Um, be sure to check out her podcast too. She has a podcast that she hosts all by herself. Um, if I get on your nerves, then go check her out. It's all her, no me. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but it's called Movie-ish Podcast, where she actually reviews movies that she watches in depth. It's, it's a fun time. It's really interesting if you're into like movies or if you're like a film buff. I'd definitely say check it out. Um, so go listen to her at Movie-ish Podcast. And be sure to tune in to us again 
sometime next week. Goodbye.